On this episode of Ruin My Life, it's the Ruin My Life 50th episode spectacular. What? Uh, confetti sounds, confetti sounds, noisemakers, noisemakers, <laughs> balloons, balloons. Oh, confetti. Oh, no, the confetti's, oh, no, it's all, it's crushing me. Oh, no, it's so heavy. Uh, confetti, I'm drowning. Uh, Jason's celebrate being good times. No. The best way to die. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> I was also on a boat sailing away from you. <laughs> As you were crushed by no, confetti. No, help me. Welcome to Ruin My Life, a podcast about forcing your friends to like the things you like. I'm Jason Edwards. I'm Kelsey Goldman. And welcome to the Ruin My Life 50th Anniversary Spectacular. 50th Anniversary? 50 long years <laughs> of Ruin My Life. Kelsey, can you believe this all started with a dream we had back in 1966? That someday we would release one podcast a year for 50 years. The math checks out. Don't worry about it. It doesn't. <laughs> 50... It's 2018. We started the show in 2016. Oh. Oh, I see your point. Yeah. <laughs> but if it was the 50th yeah. anniversary, it would be 1968. Well, 1966 is when we recorded our first, uh, you know, misbegotten pilot episode about Southland Tales. Oh, right. 1966. Right. Right. That's it. That's that's right, folks. It's the it's the inside baseball episode of Rid My Life. Yeah. We're talking about it's ourselves. It to like eight people we listen we made 40 40 we made 40 <laughs> of these i can't even get the number right 49 we made 49 of these 50 if you count this one yeah 50 if you also if you count the one that we didn't release That's which was true. the southland tales one yeah. which was real which was real um completely unlistenable you could not have listened to no. it no <laughs> we'll try again sometime so, someday we should go back and do southland tales i think we should yeah i'd say we should save it for 100 but we'll probably just do it one week when we have nothing else to, to that we can i think, mean i'm gonna need about. to watch it again before we do it but oh i'm always down to watch it again yeah i'm sure but no we're gonna we, you know we've earned it we did 50 episodes give or take that's 50 sounds right to me mm-hmm. and we're taking a lap mm-hmm. we're taking a, we're taking a celebratory lap around the pool it's very exciting and so just you know kick back and celebrate with us because you're part of this you the 42 listeners of our podcast <laughs> uh solid baseline though i think 42 is pretty good you know that's definitely at least some people we don't know hey 50 episodes ago we didn't have any listeners it's so true. you know we built up a solid core fan base i'm proud of us i'm proud of us too <laughs> so what we're going to do this episode is since the entire theory of this podcast mm-hmm. the entire thesis rather yes is that you can uh you know forever change your friend's life by introducing them to a thing that you love so much that it's ruined your life. So we're going to look back at some of the, you know, those pivotal moments where maybe something's broken through and we've left a lasting impression on the other in an act of a, you know, tete-a-tete known as friendship. Known as friendship. And then we're also just going to check in on things that I think bear checking in on. Fair. It's sort of like, yeah, you know, if a, if a long running podcast stops at the end of a year to check in on the stories they've done throughout the year, mm-hmm. but those podcasts are about like you know news, news and 
human interest and you know stories where things actually happen not stuff two people just sitting around watching stuff or <laughs> thinking Listen about stuff thinking about season eating two of stuff. the hundred eating stuff thinking about how good season two of the hundred is oh it's so good <laughs> we should can we start a podcast just about season two of the hundred <laughs> And to start off, Kelsey, what's number one? The first stop on our on our memory trail, on our death march through the past. It's the first episode. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> oh, hello there, Peaky Blinders. My name is Mr. Mr. Big Hat, and I don't like your Peaky Blinders hat. <laughs> that's the I'm just, I'm dropping the the sound cue right there. That's like a clip from from Peaky Blinders. Okay. That's my that's my okay. placeholder for that. I don't have a lot to say about Peaky Blinders, much like we did not have a lot to say about it back when we released this episode, which somehow became our first ever episode, despite the fact that neither of us liked the show all that much. I think I still enjoy the show on an aesthetic level, which I said in that episode. I think what's important about that particular episode of the podcast is that it does present a form. You know, it presents a form because it, it had what we didn't have in, in the unaired pilot, as it were, <laughs> is that we had like structure and questions to ask each other. And like we revealed things about the show from our different perspectives, which is what we wanted to do. So I think, though, neither of us is currently watching the show because I think it's over. Have you watched it at all? There's been a new season since we did this episode, at least one. No, Maybe I only watched season three. OK, but. I think it was a, a good example of how our show can work. And I think that is the thing that came out of it. It was a groundbreaking episode of podcasting. It was. For us. For us. Even if the actual content revolved around was less than stellar. Yeah. I think I still, I haven't watched it again, but like, I think if I put on the first season, I would still probably enjoy it. Up next, checking in on episode three, Warren Zevon. How Kelsey. Yes. You um you have something to say about I mean I this think music? This, this was one of our first I mean it's the third episode and I forget what the second episode was. But um <laughs> great sign. <laughs> I think this was the first episode that like I legitimately like grabbed onto something that you presented to me like I don't think I like Warren Zevon for the same reasons that you do because I was attached to very different songs in his oeuvre than you are um which I think is really interesting and a few of his songs have made it on my like regular playlist rotations so. uh, that that's that's really that's that's the best thing you can hope for when you introduce somebody to a new song or a new artist yeah. is that their songs become part of the thing they listen to of their own accord because yeah. they enjoy it. Yeah. That's maybe the, that's the ultimate success. And when you, when you, what happens when you try to do that and you're right though, you were, this was instructive for me because I realized that Warren's Eve especially like, and a lot of other things we've covered on, on the show mm-hmm. are things that I've been into for a long time. Mm-hmm. And therefore like, cause Warren's Eve I listened to that like every day of freshman year of high school. And so you know, even though it's been a part of my life for a long time, that doesn't necessarily mean that I have a lot to say about it off the top of my head. Because this is back when I was going off the dome, baby. Yeah. I was going, you know, read the shit I never wrote, Young Jeezy, Jay-Z. This one also I don't, came I don't out like the raps. Friday before your wedding, <laughs> if I recall correctly. So you had some other stuff going on. It was a, it was, it was, it was a, it was a big time in my life. Yeah. It was, an, it was a turning point in my life. Um, but no, so this, this is, I think, the first time I had to like stop and realize I need to 
organize my thoughts before <laughs> I go into these episodes. Because mm-hmm. I early on in the podcast thought it was going to be like a, I was going to be like this funny, like off the cuff, like improvisational, like funny podcaster. You're still funny. I'm, I think I am still sort of funny. I think I realized that that was not going to be enough for our podcast. We're more, I feel like we are actually, you know, we try to be funny, but we're actually much more of a critical, not, not in like a critique, like bad, but like no, critical I, theory way. I think so too. And it took me a while <laughs> to figure that out. I mean, we're going to, it's going to be a little while in this list before we get to the point where I figured that out. <laughs> but this is maybe where that seed was planted. Yeah. So if you've ever enjoyed anything that we've said genuinely, on the podcast anything is rang at all true or interesting it's because i got to the apartment to talk about warren zevon and had almost nothing to say <laughs> up next episode four dessa forget the ball in the china shop there's a china <laughs> doll in the ball dessa's an old-timey jazz performer right totally that's how i remember her i mean her um, first album does have some uh notes of that back to the drawing but you all know you all know all the hits dixon's girl yeah the chacon song yeah (laughs) so dessa dessa i still love dessa she's great i as i predicted in the episode parts of speech her second solo album second full-length solo album uh did make my constant rotation i think it's been on my ipod basically since this episode Mm -hmm. that album is so good there's a lot of other good stuff in the other albums too but that one just really everything about it really stuck with me i love everything about it and then the song fighting fish even made my song you know year defining song playlist that i put together every year now from last year which is more about my personal feelings towards the song than the actual year it came out or even if it's relevant to the you you get it you get it it's about me but it, it touched me that deeply yeah, I mean, since we did that podcast, Dessa has come out with a new album, which is also very good. I have not listened to it. I think you'll like it. It's, it's like some of the songs she played, because we also went to a Dessa concert. We saw Dessa live we in saw November. Dessa live in November. Um, you and me and Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I very much felt like the third wheel of that concert experience. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not necessarily in a bad way. Yeah. And not in a way that's your fault. Just it's 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 an odd experience, like because I know you and her have liked Dessa for a long time, and you clearly have these like long term emotional investments in <laughs> her, and so like the the your reactions to songs are very like powerful and genuine, whereas mine were very there's some I feel very deeply, but they were very so very fairly new, yeah. and fresh, mm-hmm. and so it was like I don't know maybe other people don't have this reaction. It's how I would imagine seeing myself at a Mountain Goats concert, like like. The, you know you're into it so much i almost feel having, self-conscious about having enjoying had it. that exact experience i understand you get it i get it yeah it's not a you know it's 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 all about it's a lot of self-consciousness and i'm very self-conscious at concerts in the first place mm-hmm. and the, the dessa show we saw was in a super weird venue it was i kind of liked it though it was like in a basically a really big closet yeah <laughs> it, was like, it was so narrow it was yeah. it was like every new york city restaurant but yeah. the stage was also like you expected the stage to be, you know, it's a long, narrow room, and you expected the stage to be at, like, one end of the, the narrow side, but it was across one of the wide, like, the wide yeah. side, I so remember, rem- everyone was very close. <laughs> I remember the dimensions not even really being exact. It sort of slanted across the room, like, at an angle almost. Yeah. I think it was National Sawdust? 
That feels right. That feels right. That was in between also uh, two Mountain Goat shows. The same that weekend. was in between two. That was, that was quite a weekend. Quite a you. weekend for uh, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw, yeah you, you were about two of those shows with me too. You were you Dessa and the Mountain, Mountain Goat shows. The yeah. so two shows all together. Yeah. Dessa also had like just recently like cut her hair and like dyed it yeah. blonde. It was like all curly and it was. Yeah. And it looks great. And they, yeah. you know even if it doesn't fucking it's not my business but it was just very strange because i yeah. always picture her as like a very dark long-haired yeah. sullen looking and she comes out with this like marilyn mondo mondo <laughs> marilyn mondo, mondo. <laughs> but yeah no she did a couple of songs from the new album off um off the new album at that concert um and it's really good and i think you'll i think you'll like it um is it is it more like parts of speech it's more like parts of speech yeah cool i like that I think Fire Drills is the main single which she I did. I have not heard any of it. I guess I heard it at that at that concert. Yeah. Um and there was another one which I forget the name of that she did. I just remember her saying my favorite intro to a song ever, which is this next song is a radio jam about determinism and St. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, Yeah, I feel like that sums up sums up Dessa pretty well. Yeah, I mean same. Anyway, anyway, I will check. I will check that album out. You should check that out. I will. Uh, what's up next, Kelsey? I don't know, Jason. What's up next? Up next is episode five, Taco Bell. Oh, Taco Bell. Live Moss. <laughs> Taco Bell fourth meal. Eat yeah, at Taco, Taco Bell. Bell now. Yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> Kelsey, yeah. I this is not really the main thing I want to touch on. No. But have you you've eaten Taco Bell since I this, have right? eaten Taco Bell since then. And your experience has been better. Yes. Because you were not. Because you fan. let me you let me I got to pick what I was eating at those particular times. Well, I was trying to curate an experience for you the first I know, time. I know. I, I picked mm-hmm. poorly. Um yeah. this is one of our most contentious episodes between the <laughs> two of us because you called me an asshole at one point. <laughs> Things got pretty heated in the Taco Bell episode. Yeah, I mean that 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 my lettuce rant. <laughs> It's basically the last <laughs> food one we've done. We've done drinks since then. Yeah. But we've not done food since Taco Bell. We do another food one at some point. I don't know this one didn't go so well. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was silly. What, do you remember what you've had since then that you enjoyed more um, than the... Well, I had breakfast. Oh, man. Talk think, about breakfast. I think all times I've had breakfast. Talk about breakfast is, a, is uniquely... It's good. The only problem with the Taco Bell breakfast is that mostly, most of the items are just like, you know quesadillas or chalupas with eggs in them yeah but they made that one chalupa that was used a fried egg as the shell Ah, uh, the naked taco that was they're obsessed with that now just like what if the taco was made out of the thing inside the taco oh no and they actually the, the current like the, the the naked chicken chalupa they have right now is actually okay because of course i've had it the naked egg breakfast chalupa not good no. tastes like a weird slimy fake taco that sounds like a weird slimy fake taco Umbra had a potato burrito, Ooh. which I think wasn't breakfast, but it was very good, and it was like a special thing. What I what I should have done more of is is play not to the things I not not play to the things I liked most about Taco Bell, but play to your interests in other foods. There you go. I should I should have tailored it to your mm-hmm. to your tastes, yeah, rather than my I tastes. I mean, I do recall correctly that the most successful thing on that episode was. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So good. Which, you know. Are you using that to segue into the... I uh, was trying to. The announcement that's, <laughs> that was made. Well, we've known about this for a little while now, but yes. it's, it's, it's officially this is happening right now. Yes. The Taco Bell Cantina 
is the first ones have opened like this past week. Like it just happened. Yeah. I mean, there's one on Flatbush that's been open for a while, but it doesn't have all the stuff. Well, it's not a cantina. Oh, it's not a cantina? No, just a no, it's just taco. new Taco it's Bell. It's just a fancy Taco, taco Bell. Taco Bell is currently expanding. They're opening a uh, hundred more restaurants this year. They're going to open like another 1,000 by the end of 2022, which seems wild to me. The Taco Bell needs to expand, but hey, more power to them. And the, 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 the big thing is a lot of these... Like nearly a third of these new locations are going to be Taco Bell cantinas, which, as far as I can tell, is just a regular Taco Bell, but with two significant differences. Very significant. The, the first is the probably the less significant one is that it is a more, you know, casual type space. They're trying to make it more a place you want to sit down and eat in, less of just a cheap looking fast food restaurant place and just a little bit more comfortable. Uh, the second one is they got booze. They got booze. They're serving beer. They're serving, the real thing is the, the twisted slushes, mm -hmm. which are flavored slushes that you can add tequila, rum, or I think vodka to. Sounds right. Including a Baja Blast slush. Yes. And so Kelsey knows about this. This has been very dear to my heart for a while, but I'm <laughs> so excited to live out my dream, my passion, <laughs> my heart's desire of getting thrown out of a Taco Bell for over drinking. <laughs> I, uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Taco Bell is already food made to be eaten while drunk. Yeah. And this will allow you to expedite that process by getting drunk in the Taco Bell. It's true. I think that is also maybe a, da uh, a downside to why I didn't enjoy the Taco Bell as much. Is that we should have gone drinking beforehand. Yes. Although we couldn't because well, actually, actually this speaks to their point. Because we had to drive there. We had to drive. Because the nearest Taco Bell to us that was convenient for us at that was time in was in New East New York. Which... Yeah. You know, we, but now there's a Taco Bell two blocks from my apartment. I know, and that's happened in the past year. Wow! Hey, they're doing it. They're doing it. And there's at least two cantinas gonna gonna open in New York. One's in Chelsea. I think I walked by it yesterday, actually. Nice. I don't remember the other, where the other one is gonna Isn't be. It in like Times Square. But we will. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not going there. No. We will probably have to do an update episode of that. Okay. We'll see if. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. We might do a live reporting from <laughs> Taco Bell Cantina. I wish we were the kind of podcast like. Yeah, I love all our 42 viewers, yeah. listeners, potential viewers, because <laughs> I wish we had the kind of podcast where we could do like live Facebook events and people would care. Right. Sup, y'all? This ruined my life. Taco Bell Cantina. <laughs> Gonna try out this new Twisted Baja Blast trees. Drinking sounds, drinking sounds. Oh, sick. Oh, man, I'm getting such a head rush. Haha. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us here and ruin my life. So, yeah, that's where Taco Bell's at. And, you know, mm -hmm. maybe Taco Bell is going to be the thing that can finally heal this nation. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, Domino's is fixing roads. You never know. Is Domino's fixing roads? Oh, there was the uh, Munch Squad recently. Or I'm really behind it. Maybe it was an old Munch Squad, but because I'm super behind on uh, Bim Bam. But there was like Domino's is holding like a contest to fill potholes in <laughs> towns, basically. Like with pizzas? <laughs> no, like so your pizza gets to you safely. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and Domino's, was it LeBron James, Domino's, they're going to team up and save the world together. It's late stage capitalism, late man. Late stage capitalism, <laughs> boy. This is, it's going to be fun to watch this play out. It's going to be real bad when it hits the other end of this. But boy, this last few years of this ride is going to be a hell of a thing. So strap in, folks. Anyway. Episode 14. No, we skipped one. Episode 11, team. <laughs> the 100. Yes. The I'm store. breaking up. I feel <laughs> it in my bones. Enough to make my sister. Welcome to the new age. To the new age. Okay. Welcome. Slow it down. Welcome to the new age. To the new age. Anyway. 
Anyway, the hundred. Yeah. Uh, the show that brought us together. Right. That they formed the basis of this podcast. Indeed. Uh, Kelsey's former your show. You for, called it for a long time. Yeah, it was, it was my show, show for a long time. Uh, now we have hardly watched any of the current season. We are very behind. It is about to or has already ended. It has already ended. I think it, it's not on Netflix yet. <laughs> okay, so so we were just busy this year. Yeah, there's there been was we've just been like there's a lot going on at work. You know how it is. And also like the, the you know the kids the job has been a hassle. The kids got the flu. You know, Kelsey, it's been sure nice talking to you. <laughs> It's been sure nice talking to you. I don't know this song. And the cats in the cradle oh, okay. in this episode 15, Harry Chapin. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, we just, we've fallen off on it. Yeah. Your enthusiasm for it has kind of waned the past couple seasons, too. Yeah, and, like, I really thought this season had potential. They did a, you know, a big thing at the end of last season, which was kind of a reset, which I enjoyed as an ending, because the first half of last season was... <laughs> and season three was like up and down and up and down and it's just so hard to follow the beauty that is season two of the hundred which is just like a great great season of television and it just really waned in season three and then season four like ended strong but like it took a lot to get there <laughs> yeah and now it's kind of like it like hasn't gotten back to the season two glory and i don't think it ever will I don't think it will either. I, I, I've tried, I'm always trying to figure this out because season two is so good. Yeah. I think it was because the show in season two was still, it was early enough on that things were still simple enough. That, like mm-hmm. the factions were still clear enough. They made it too complicated. They they really, they've really overcomplicated things. Yeah. And I think a big part of that was taking the grounders from like a force and like they were a faction and we understood their goals and what yeah. they were doing. But when we dived into their culture. Yeah. No, making that like part of the, the plot like has really messed things up and like made it not about what it was about yeah um and i think from what i've seen of the episodes we've watched and of like sort of what people are saying about the current season is that like there's just too much going on basically and they're not really being creative with like keeping people apart or together or you know like it's like okay we get it Bellamy and Clark are not going to be together this season again. Like, even though that was when they were, you know, I think most interesting or, you know, when they were working together, but not necessarily on screen together. Um, but you're also, you are a, a, a I'm shipper. a shipper. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're but a also Bell like, arc. you're a Bell Arc person. I am. I mean, yeah. It's okay. Now. There's no shame. I, just <laughs> I haven't watched any of this season. I might be, not be at the end of the season. It should be full disclosure. Um, but yeah, th- I think they just, they added too many factors this season with like, the Octavia stuff and the like new people coming down, but then also there's like, and like that's two factions, right? And then there's the people up in space who are coming down, and then there's also Clark. And ideally, you have Clark join one of those factions, and there's only three, and it's slightly less complicated. But instead, like, all of those factions are split into like two other factions. Oh. Yeah, and it's just like it's they've overcomplicated it, and I hope. That, you know, they got a sixth season. So maybe they can clear it up, make it less complicated, and I'll still watch this season. Oh, I don't yeah. know if we're going to be able to sit down and watch together, but... Don't you say that. Okay. <laughs> the only reason we haven't watched any of it so far is because we were waiting to watch it together. If we I give know, up now, we did it for I no know. reason. Just very briefly. Yeah. I think that uh, the show in season in the season four cleared a lot of dead weight out of the cast yeah. in a way that was not upset. Well, there was some upsetting parts of that, too. Yeah, but I think it but, was... 
They cleared things out. This yeah. show did not need more characters. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was kind of an And they thing. added a whole new subcast at the beginning of season four. Yeah. But I think the real problem is why season two always towers above the rest is that the show, uh, it's always kind of tried to been about this, but mm-hmm. it, purely in seasons one and two was about what will you do to survive? Yeah. What does that mean against the people that are also trying to survive that come in your way? How do you conflict with those people? How do you work with them and against them? And it plays that out like beautifully and very simply, Mm -hmm. but very dramatically and like in a very powerful way. Mm -hmm. And season two is all about that entirely. Season three is about a computer from the past that's like a mind controlling virus that turns people into zombies. Yeah. And then at the end, you have to blow it up. Yeah. So it's a bit of a shift in thematic focus. And I think they realized that and then season four got kind of back to. Yeah. But season four, they'd already like put themselves so much in because the, again, yeah. the, the the you know the drama in season four is that oh the world's gonna blow up. Yeah. It's not like someone's gonna do something. It's like oh the world's something's gonna happen gonna that we have no control us. over. Yeah. And we gotta just sort of deal with that. And yeah. it was there were a lot of good things in season four. Mm-hmm. I like what we saw of season five before we basically before it drifted away from us. Yeah, I do too. I think Octavia has the potential to be a really good villain. I loved Octavia in the in the. Well, I've also I've always been more on Octavia's side than you have. Yeah, I I I think I'm gonna like her like as a villain. I just want her to be a villain, and I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't think she's a villain based on what we've seen. I know you want her to be a villain because she gave Billy that little love tap that one time. No. They had a bit. They had a bit of a tussle. But, you know, siblings, sibs, right? You know, I mean, I wouldn't know. Kai <laughs> would know ever. But I think I they, think she has the potential to be a very interesting aren't they, aren't anti-hero. They, let's they so, say. Aren't they so weird? Let's say anti-hero. Okay. Um, yes. so I'm just I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about sibbed people. They're weird. Like, what do you what do you what do you even do? I don't know. What do you do when you're home? You're hanging out with your ugh, what? What? Ugh. Why? Gross. Um, I think it has potential. I I th- I worry from what I've seen that it got too complicated. Well, we'll check back into that at some point. At some probably. Point. Probably. Episode fifteen. Fifteen. The Bachelor. The Bachelor. This was featuring Sarah. Um, and I think most of the episodes we've done so far have not been featuring anybody. No, it's just been straight up us. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I think this is, if, I, if I've got this right, then, okay, the, <laughs> the Bachelor episode is the first in our long line of episodes now where we will do an episode about something <laughs> that we feel very sincerely passionate about, very positively, <laughs> and then something will go very wrong. <laughs> Almost immediately after we record the episode. And we have to reconsider our feelings about it. <laughs> Things with The Bachelor. The Bachelor's always been a gross show. But yeah. there was, after we recorded this episode, there was the season with Rachel, which mm-hmm. had some unfortunate racial politics baked into it with it the was, people they choose to cast. It was very bad. There was the, you know, the episode on Bachelor in Paradise last season, which... Which we did not watch Which last we did season. not watch last season because it was too uncomfortable. Yeah. It wasn't even like a protest. It was just like a... We just... Didn't feel good doing it. Just didn't feel good, which is... Wasn't fun anymore. No, it wasn't fun. You know, I don't really know if we're able to solve The Bachelor as a, as a problem, because we're still watching it. We are still... It is still a regular part of our social lives. It is. We The, the, the friends we made along the way, That's that was the real paradise. That's the real paradise. The friends we made along the way. Yeah, shout out Emily. Shout out Ben. Shout out Tara. Shout, shout out, out David. Shout out Alex. Shout out Alex. Shout, shout out Alan. Alan. Shout out Colin. Shout out Colin. Yeah. Um, so anyway. no, I think as long as we, you know, I, I think we, we've stopped doing the the pool we used to do, yeah. which has made it a lot more fun to watch because I honestly was weirdly stressed out by the pool. For some <laughs> really? Reason. And so, you know, Sarah's the one that actually had to do all the work. Yeah. And even that, a lot of that was automated and it still drove her, her nuts. Well, also, I mean, what happened was because 
what got us into The Bachelor, what got me into The Bachelor was listening to Rose Buddies, mm. the podcast. And when all that stuff happened with Rachel and with Bip and everything, the podcast decided not to be about The Bachelor anymore. Yeah, which I'm... Which, yeah. whatever. I, I, I miss I miss hearing the commentary, like, but it's fine. I understand that decision. But we also lost a lot of our... Uh, group that came yes. <laughs> to watch the bachelor because they we were no longer united by the podcast yeah um and so it was a sort of core you know 10 people <laughs> stayed and i like those people a lot me too i'm watching paradise this season it's great we're enjoying it you know i think i think i've it doesn't I've, make me feel gross yet no i've gotten to the appropriate point where i feel like i'm enjoying it on the right level to the yeah. right degree yeah and if i had to walk away tomorrow we would yeah, and I think, like, the core group that has stayed with us, like, doesn't take it too seriously. Right, right. And, like, is all for, like, ribbing and shouting and, like, being like, what the fuck? And we've we fortunately gotten to a, a core group where if we did decide, like, okay, we can't watch this show anymore, it's yeah. somehow gotten even grosser and now we can't just can't deal with it yeah we would still be able to be friends yeah and and that's what's important i mean and we did, did watch other stuff for a while yeah, some of those were that show also brought us whodunit <laughs> yeah it's true we did watch all of whodunit the... oh, i don't want to get into that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I, I think the real the real paradise is the friends we made along the way hmm Kelsey, I'd like you to have this rose. Thanks. I'll Wait, take well, that's it. not what they say. Damn. Will you accept this rose? <laughs> I, 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 I I'd like up. you to have it. <laughs> I t- take this. Take it. Up next, we're about to kick this podcast into turbo. We're about Thank to you. Tokyo drift this podcast <laughs> all over the place. It's the Fast and the Furious franchise. The Fast and the Furious franchise. It's good. Salute, me familia. One shot, everything rides on two. Nine, even if I've got three strikes. We all we all know it. We all love it. It's, it's great. that great, great franchise with um Vin Diesel. The late Paul Walker. The late Paul Walker. The Mich- Rock now. The Rock, Michelle Rodriguez, Jason Statham. Tyrese. Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrese. Uh, since, the, since we did our episode on it, yeah. which I think we covered basically every thought we have about it now in that episode, it's mm-hmm. uh, not really changed since then. Uh, we saw The Fate of the Furious yes. in theaters yes. with a... A large group. With a large group. Yeah. Katie was there. Katie was there. Uh, Bobby, who was also on an episode, yeah. was there. We had a lot of lot of friends of the podcast there with us at the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn. Yeah. And it was a fun time. That movie's okay. Yeah. It wasn't I, my favorite. I had the unfortunate feeling that the whole franchise kind of peaked with Seven. I mean, they all kind of run together for me, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember which one is which now. Seven is the, it's the last one with Paul Walker. So it's okay. got, um, see you again, that beautiful moment yes. at the end. Seven is the one where they drive through the building in Dubai, Yeah, right? cars don't fly. Yeah. <laughs> cars, cars don't, don't fly. fly. <laughs> Seven is the one where the rock flexes his way out of a cast and picks up a minigun and walks around the, the streets of Los Angeles. Yes, I Shooting people now. down. I remember now. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rock fights uh, Jason Statham on top of a building and mm-hmm. punches him so hard he goes into the ground. That's how I remember that, that I, happening. I enjoyed, Rock, I enjoyed Fate of the Furious. Um, I think there's there was like a little too much strong arming uh, Statham into like a possible spinoff. I don't like that. So the, the <laughs> whole the whole this is the main thing I want to talk about is the yeah. fact that the Rock and Statham are getting their own spinoff. Yeah, which I'm not is into it. which is a weird because like like Statham's character he killed Han. Yeah. I mean, they they tried to make him into like a likable character in this one, or at least like a watchable character. Yeah. And he's he's a charismatic actor. Yeah. He's but he's Han, cool. He's sexy. He's got a great haircut. 
Obviously. Uh, he's a great looking dude. But he killed Han. And he like, killed Han, and you, Han was amazing. And you need to, and they could undo Han's death. Like, they could. They're going to need to before I'm going to buy Statham as a, as, as, a, a hero. as a hero, or even yeah. an anti hero. Yeah. He killed Han. That's he Han. Han. It's Han. Everything else I can deal with, but they got to bring back Han. Before, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll buy in if you do that. Same. And listen, this is this is Fast and the Furious. You can do it. You can. They've done it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. No one's gonna be like that's a step too far. <laughs> I can no longer invest myself emotionally in this. Can we bring him back? Bring back Han. Right. Bring back Han. We never see any bodies. You know. No, I've watched that scene many times. It's in like four movies. Yeah. There's time for him to get out of there. Yeah. He could have like crawled his way like. He definitely could. Have. Then that thing where he like crawls into like the um the, the sewer grate below him. Cover, that whole yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, totally. Bring back Han. A, there's this weird thing where people. Fast report, nine, come on. Bring there's back there's Han. this weird thing where people report about the the alleged onset animosity between the Rock and Vin Diesel, yeah. and they seem to like take the the Rock side in, in, like implicitly because he's the Rock, which is weird to me because like I would I'm. I mean, those are both kind of weird dudes. I, and I don't know them, obviously. We've never met. We've never had lunch or anything. We're not friends. We don't play golf together. Right. Uh, you don't I, play golf at all. I, I, I have played. Okay. I've dabbled. When I was younger, I played a little golf, you know. Okay, sure. Yeah. Love to, you know. Yeah, it's a good walk spoiled, am I right? It's a good walk spoiled. I would guess that Vin Diesel is probably the cooler guy out of the two. I mean, The I, Rock's... I can get behind that, The Rock's yeah. very charming, but he's like, he's like a big old weird Republican... I always forget that. Yeah, I mean, that's just sort of by itself. Yeah. Makes me sort of iffy. Yeah. He, like, a lot of his... I don't know. I just get the impression... He's like Arnold Schwarzenegger Republican. Yeah, he's he's like one of those guys. Yeah, so Fast and Furious, good. Good. I'll see Fast 9. I'll see any of them. Bring back on. Bring back... Hashtag bring back on. Yeah. I have a... Though there is a new franchise that has maybe, uh, you know, superseded the Fast and Furious in my heart of hearts. Yeah. uh, Which is also a thing that I really enjoy but have some reservations about but i'll i'll let you the listener try to guess what that is and maybe we'll do it on an episode of the podcast soon not too soon i feel like not too soon we have some other stuff we have have some business to attend to (laughs) some magical business Ooh, that's that's a tease uh up next episode 17 bo burnham i saw burnham's directorial debut eighth grade yesterday yeah uh it's great i am like want to see it but i'm so afraid to see it because i feel like I, i'm gonna have a visceral reaction to it uh, you probably will yeah. i was afraid of that too i was not a you know a 13 year old girl at any point but i i was i experienced some some, some bad times in middle yeah. school for sure for sure i mean you can probably guess that by the everything about me yeah as john mulaney says <laughs> um but this movie is it, as much as it is like that is not it was not as bad as i thought it would be mm-hmm. it is very harrowing in that way and in yeah. some other ways but in the end, it's actually, I think, very sweet. Aww. It's got a, it's got a very, you know, it's not I want to give anything away, but it has like a, you know, it leaves you feeling good at the end. Aww. You feel positive about the journey you've gone on. That's nice. And it's very... Unlike Bo Burnham's last special. It is a... <laughs> mm. uh, on a scale of one to ten, are you happy? Uh, eighth grade, Isla Fisher is as good as you've heard. Yeah. Elsie Fisher? Elsie Wait, Fisher. El- sorry, Elsie Fisher. Isla, Isla Fisher. Fisher is the redhead who's made that, that is a person. Yeah. But Elsie Fisher <laughs> in this movie is great. She does it. Yeah. She is so um, it's so painful to watch how good she is because oh. it just so like perfectly captures that feeling of being 13 and like being so ill at ease in your body and like not knowing oh. what to say or do uh it's she's she's perfect and it really it's not like didactic 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 it's not like 
in your, teach it's not in your face about social media and the yeah. way it's like affecting the, you know the youth yeah. but it is about that like it captures that without making it like a, a whole thing i think didactic was the right was the right word actually i think i think, yeah, I, think I nailed it on right. the first go yeah i gotta believe in myself more you really do so i would recommend eighth grade just want to get that out there i think it's especially like coming from from bo burnham whose specials have gotten like even more and more like self-consciously yes but still like solipsistic yeah. and sort of like inward looking it is a movie that is not really about him at all i mean there, um, there's definitely some some of his experiences there it, right? no he's not in it at all but it's a it is a more humane and like i think gentle and really like just smaller and like focused movie than you might expect from him for his first feature and while it's about technology and the way social media has changed our lives which he's obviously very aware of and yeah. it, plugged into it's not Again, it's not aggressively about that in a way that's, that's off-putting. It's very honest. Good to know. So, eighth grade, see it. Go see it. Uh, every other movie critic in the country has already said this, but now that I'm saying it, it's going to carry some real weight. You think it has awards potential? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push it over the edge. I don't know. It's not like... I think it probably should. Yeah. It depends on what kind of year it is, how, yeah. how, play, how the rest of the year plays out. It's not the big sort of heavy thing you normally think of for, for awards, but I think I think she will definitely get nominated. Yeah. I don't think there's any way around that. She's getting nominated for for leading actress. In in a in the Oscars or in the yeah. Okay. What else is there? I mean there's other movie awards. The Golden Globes. Globes. Kelsey, get out of here. Sorry. Get out of here, Kelsey. Sorry. You get out of here. Sorry. Okay, uh skipping ahead to episode twenty nine, because episodes eighteen through twenty eight. Not a lot of new new ground to cover there. I don't really remember what we talked about, but <laughs> uh, a, a quick sampling that that area was the the Raid Redemption, Debs, uh, Watchmen. You know, we did an episode about Watchmen. Did you know that? Yeah, we did. Did you know you read Watchmen? I read Watchmen. How? That's weird, right? That's super weird. Uh, it doesn't seem like that happened, did it? Nope. Episode twenty nine, American <laughs> Andrew Ninja Warrior. <laughs> That's how it goes. I wanted to talk about this because I actually have been watching Ninja Warrior this season, which is the first season since we had this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because there were no more episodes of Queer Eye, and I didn't want to <laughs> watch anything with a narrative, <laughs> even though there is a narrative in Ninja Warrior. They suck you in with that narrative. Mm, they pull you right in. So fake, but they do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've like grown attached to it a little bit, um, which, you know, surprised me. <laughs> but it's fun. You know, it's just fun. It didn't surprise me. You were super enthusiastic about I it. Was. You were more enthusiastic about that than you were about anything I've shown you. I'm sorry. Since the podcast inception. I'm sorry. No, Andrew just, he's, Andrew has once again proven himself to be the superior podcaster. Mm. Oh, speaking of which. That was the other reason I wanted yeah, to talk about Yeah, so we, we, we made a joke about this in yeah. the episode. We've mentioned it many times since then. So you obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know about this. We, there was a spinoff of our podcast yeah. called Andrew Ninja Warrior yeah. as we pitched to Andrew. In the episode. I feel like we didn't get enough credit for that to be, if you I'm know, being totally honest. You know. Granted, Sarah and Andrew are the ones doing the work. Trying to get Andrew on American Ninja Warrior. We did come up with the concept. Well, we we that's that's us. That's our you know that's our baby. Mm-hmm. And we, we we gave it off to Sarah and Andrew to raise. That's our baby. Yeah, we're its biological parents. <laughs> <laughs> I but yeah. So I will I will say as far as the um, uh, I don't know if it's had a positive effect on Andrew and and Sarah. <laughs> they have both hurt themselves pretty badly doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they they bounce back though, but man, things have they've 
been some injuries. Been some injuries. Um, which you would know if you've listened to Andrew Ninja Warrior, which, which you if you should. haven't, you should. Yeah. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very fun. It's a very different shorter from our show. Shorter, which is a. <laughs> ooh, boy, I wish we could nail that. I wish we could get the, this show down to a good 19 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Watch Andrew Ninja Warrior. Watch American Ninja Warrior if you feel like it. Yeah. But, you know. Listen to Andrew Ninja Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and watch it. Rise to the top of the charts. Okay, next update. Episode 36, Kanye West. Moving on. Episode 42, <laughs> The Cloverfield Franchise. Cloverfields. Cloverfields. I enjoyed this very much. I know you did. A little too much for my liking. Yeah? No. <laughs> I was glad you enjoyed it. I was not shocked, but surprised how much you enjoyed the Cloverfield Paradox, but we've already yeah. touched on that in yeah. what is maybe our least coherent episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, whoops. Some things you can't do before you record a podcast. Whoopsie. Uh, whoops. <laughs> uh, so I really, there's nothing else to really add to our discussion of this. It's this mm-hmm. been this has been pretty recent that we watched this. Yeah. There's been some updates about the future of the franchise. We mentioned this on the podcast. I think it this got left in, but as of the recording of that episode. There was a 2018 film called Overlord that J.J. Abrams was producing that was set to come out this year, mm-hmm. 2018, obviously. Uh, I haven't heard anything else about it, though, so I don't know if it's actually going to come out this year or not. But essentially, it was like a World War II film set in a small like German village where some scientists like did something, and it, you know... Something happened. Something happened. Something Cloverfieldy happened. Yeah. Uh, apparently, according to like you know a few a few months ago, like three months ago maybe... J.J. Abrams said that, oh, no, Overlord's not actually going to be the next Cloverfield movie. We changed that. That's not part of the universe anymore. Yeah. There's going to be a f- another fourth movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in theaters. It's going to be a you know, a more true sequel to the first one. Uh, I think he seems to be implying that it's going to be more like the first one. Or it's going to be... Um, the implications seem to be that it's not going to be a thing that was created separately as a different project and then retrofitted into the Cloverfield, Cloverfield. quote-unquote universe. Um, which sounds interesting, <laughs> but here's what I think. Yeah. I think this whole thing is just a big old sham. Cloverfield. It's a Cloverfield yeah. style. He, 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 it he, is going to be Overlord. Yeah, Overlord is, is a secret Cloverfield movie because, as I, you know, as I, as I've said to you, yeah. Kelsey, he's already, you know, Cloverlord. He's, he's, he's already like done the thing where he <laughs> announced the movie and dropped it the same night, that which is a good joke, though. <laughs> Cloverlord. Kelsey, I'm sorry. <laughs> That wasn't a good joke. Good pun. Cloverlord? What's it going to be called? My point is it's not going to have Cloverfield in the title because it's going to be a movie where we all go and see and think, oh, well, this isn't actually going to be a Cloverfield movie. And then we watch it, and it is a Cloverfield movie. How are we going to know? Something's going to happen. Like This is the only way you can still surprise us. If, and when right. we, and people, people joked about this like when the third one came out. Like The only way J.J. James can get us now is if we're watching a movie that's unrelated, <laughs> and then we find out halfway through it's part of the Cloverfield universe. How are we finding that out, though? Something would happen. Like, the monster would show up or something like Gugu Mbatha Raw's character would, would pop in or something. Yeah. It, I don't know how that would work through time travel, I guess. I mean, they did establish that there's multiple universes, right? I don't really... Uh, yeah, but I... Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> that's, I think, how JJ's going to freak our minds next. Okay. By tricking us into thinking, oh, no, no, I'm taking this away from the Cloverfield franchise. But he, and he took it away... But you know what he did with Overlord? He shoved it right back into that big old mystery box. <laughs> and it's waiting in there for... Actually, he shoved the mystery box up inside Overlord. So <laughs> the movie itself is normal, but inside the movie is the mystery box. It's a mystery box. You're very enthusiastic about this. Mystery, I know, I'm getting excited. <laughs> as much as I did not like Cloverfield Paradox, I still very much 
want this series to continue. I still want the the spinoff Space Station comedy series with Daniel Bruhl and uh, Netflix. <laughs> and, uh, Please, I don't know if Netflix. I don't know if you're trying to call. Leave a leave a voicemail. Netflix. Please. I don't pick up strange numbers, so please, if you're trying to reach out to me, leave, leave a, a message. Voicemail, yeah. Uh, please. Excuse me. I'm trying to do you a favor. I want I want that Space Station for a lot Netflix of money. I want, we want a lot of money for it. The final thing to check in on is a very very recent episode because. Mm-hmm. We've just reached that point in the timeline. Yeah. Uh, head. Yes. Hey, hey, with a monkey. People say we monkey around. So, I was very surprised about how much I liked this movie. <laughs> if you can really call it a movie. Um, I think you can probably call it a movie. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that leads me to another question, Kelsey. What is a movie? movie one because like i wasn't sure morgan was gonna bring to the table something that i would enjoy not that i did not enjoy the last thing he brought to the table Kablooey. yeah he's two for two he's two for two i'm um, like i'm like over oh 40 that's not true no well yeah <laughs> we've been over this his stats are better than mine but he's he's you know he's played yeah. less he's played fewer games yeah um and i was just really surprised about how much like i enjoyed it and how how much it inverted like what my idea of the monkeys were mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like how weirdly deep and shit it was or not i guess not deep but like intellectual and and um experimental like art wise yeah and then also learning how much morgan knows about the monkeys <laughs> was surprising but i would listen to morgan's monkeys podcast and morgan <laughs> hit us up wait what's the name of that podcast we did it once with Andrew ninja warrior let's do it again Ooh. morgan and the monkeys um it's gonna to need to be like a deep cut monkeys reference. Now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not prepared I, I'm not for that. Not for that. I'm not ready for Morgan it. Morgan is, but I'm not. Morgan, that's that. We'll, we'll leave that up to you. Yeah. But the concept is ours, mm-hmm. and you owe us it's big in, time. It's in the. It's in the. You know, ruin my life. It's in the. It's in the Podcast universe. Universe. It's in the RMLCU. <laughs> RMLPU. PU. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. Audio universe. We're sending it up for our critics right there. Yeah. PU is right. <laughs> Have you watched Head since we talked about it with Morgan? Um, I put it on while I was going to sleep one night. <laughs> Worth uh, it. Did that help? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Kelsey, that about brings us up to date. Wow. What a long, strange trip it's been. It's been a very long, strange trip. I'm so glad that I came up with this idea for a podcast as an excuse for us to hang out more. <laughs> Me too. Uh, it's worked. We have hung out more. We have definitely, hey, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Shut it down. Shut it Pull down. the plug. It's over. Gotta go home now. Just kidding. We're gonna keep going. It's not over. It's not over. We, we got you. <laughs> you still look in your face. It's a new era. That's why I'm the original prankster, because I got you. <laughs> it's a new era of Ruin My Life. Mm-hmm. We have a special mini series, maxi series. We have a special maxi series <laughs> coming out starting with our very next episode in two weeks mm-hmm. what's it gonna be kelsey should we do we reveal should we reveal now do we just you know drop a few more sprinkles of that uh i feel like we reveal dust do we reveal no let's not reveal let's keep it a secret okay uh let's say safe to say it's gonna be a uh oh it's gonna you, it, no it's gonna give it away whatever just come back to the podcast in two weeks mm-hmm. you're gonna like it it is by far our most popular thing we've ever done yeah i think that's safe to say it's not niche it's not, it's very not niche. <laughs> we're going, we're in new era of this podcast. We're going not niche all the way. It's only big brand names. Mainstream only. Big Disney corporate franchises. Nor- well, I mean, normies only. Normies only. 
Special thanks to Dania Bowd of the Weeping Willards for use of their song Outside in the Rain from their self-titled album, available now on Bandcamp. Special thanks to Carly Sussman, who designed our logo. You can find her work at carly-rose.com. If you have a second, give us a like on Facebook, a follow on Twitter, subscribe to us on your podcast of choice podcast player catcher podcatcher is that what so, they're called uh, yeah apple podcasts review us rate us please please or just you know keep on listening yeah do that too tell a friend all 42 of you all 40 yeah keep the faith happy, happy holidays. holidays they wish i would go ahead and fuck my life up can't let them get to me And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up, can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. Only I can mention me. Only I can mention me.